Here's what you missed on the last episode of Colony Confidential. Baby! Ah, come on. You know, now you're ruining everything. Rune? Yeah, what you're singing. I don't know what a rune is, but uh, is that like a maroon? No, that's a like Cameroon? A, like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are we doing? Today is uh, that's Ed Sheen's phone ringing in the other room. I'm not that important there, so I don't have to answer it. They'll just have to wait, but I will return the call. It's probably somebody trying to sell me a car. You know or, what we need to do? What? We need to record your voicemail. Yeah, have you listened to it lately? I, li- I changed it. When did you change it? About a week ago. Oh, no. I haven't. Oh. But yeah. I know how to hear it. It's always like long and drawn out. Not now. Like, nah, I shortened it. It's always long and drawn out. Like, you know. Like a like good, Ed like a good cigar. Talk, yeah, you know, like, like a good his cigar. stories that I got to rein in. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I went up to Tarrytown, New York with my friend Iris and Josephine and Sherry and her husband. Mm, I don't remember his name. Shit. Anyway, nice guy. We went up to see Elvis Presley and um, uh, the guy that the guy that sung uh, "Pretty Woman," uh, Roy Orbison. It was a good show. Had a nice dinner at uh, Bella v- Bella Michi or something up in White Plains. And then Sunday, uh, I had an issue with the uh, shutting off the water for the winter. I got it all off except this one thing was just coming. Anyway, I found last year where I had to come here and there was a flood. Yes, uh, last year what happened? I was. Where was I? Uh, I could have been over in Italy, or I could have been in Costa Rica. I'm not sure. Either or. Anyway, you know, it was in September, and it shouldn't have got that. No, maybe it was November. It shouldn't have got that cold, but of course it did. And then one of our pipes burst, and my friend Jimmy Murphy and my other friend Matt uh, got in the house and uh, shut the thing off. And then when I came back, I got my friend Tony to come and replace the busted piece of pipe. And so we had a wonderful summer with lots of water for the little planties. Funniest thing was, though, like when I came here to pick up the mail and water the plants, Jimmy was like, Jesus Christ, I came home and there was a flood on the block and I did it. And it was your father's pipe. <laughs> so I don't know what the water bill was like, but Jimmy was like, yeah, your father better check his water bill. But it, it, was, it was pretty comical. You know... <laughs> I didn't flood the neighborhood. I flooded the corner. You know, like during a really bad rain, how his corner gets eight feet out, there's a three-inch flood? It was like that. I'm really a good neighbor. (laughs) What was the bill? Do you remember the bill? Was it insignificant or significant? It was insignificant. All right, there you go. So back at it. I hope you listened to the latest episode on finance. There was some big good bada-bing, bada-bing, bada-bangs on there. (laughs) There was some good information. Just real quick, want to touch on one thing after Pest World. I don't think we said anything about it, but uh, the general consensus is that everyone loves the podcast, and in order for us to get the big sponsors, even though they agree that the language is a big part, that we need to cut that out. So you Hmm. may hear a few. Hmm. We may, or we may just say, you know what? F national sponsors. We're going to be so big that they're going to come to us. And when they come to us, you know what it's like. We came to you. You didn't want to mess with us. Now oh, you come to us. Oh, You know, I, I spent all weekend trying to figure out to replace things like curse words with other words. And I've gotten a lot of help from the uh, movie uh, TV series MASH with Colonel Potter, 
where instead of saying bull, uh, he goes uh, uh, cow muffins or something like that. <laughs> but you you get the the idea. You know what? It's not a curse. So I got to watch that show more often. So like malarkey. Okay, so cow muffins is like horse shit, I guess, right? Bullshit, yeah. Bullshit, okay. What, uh, so what are you going to say for Jerichoff? Uh Happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a real happy ending. <laughs> Can you believe that happy ending? Hey, what yeah. a happy ending. So instead of J-O, we're going to say H-E? I think if we come up with enough of these words, that it probably might, might really... Um Intrigue people more than curse. So here's here's a good one to ask you for, right? Like, yeah. because you weren't sure if this was a curse word or not. Dickhead, penis head. Yeah. That's, all right. F you. What are we gonna say? What do they say on Mash? What does Colonel Potter say? I don't think he gets to that, but I have to work on that. Um, yeah. But the malarkey one. Well, could or, we say like, go have sex with yourself? Yeah, but that, I mean, it just seems. Go like pleasure yourself. Of, go pleasure yourself. Go pleasure yourself. No, that's too. That sounds nice. <laughs> too nice. What about frig? I mean, frig, frig. National sponsors, chime in here. Can we use the uh, word frig, frig or friggin? Uh, Jesus, Joseph. Frig you, <laughs> Joseph. Frig you. That friggin thing. You know what's so messed up is like if you watch any normal TV show, there's a lot of words that you can't believe that they get to say at seven o'clock at night. Yeah, on you know, we're dealing, with, we're dealing with these candy ass guys and. You know, we love them and everything. But, it's but they got a, you know, they're dealing with some guy in a corporate office, a big fat f- person. <laughs> and, uh, a big fat go pleasure yourself. Yeah, yeah. A big fat happy ending. And, and probably hasn't been out in the street. And, you know, he's probably real old, probably, who knows, 90-something years old. And, uh, he's you know, it's, he's in a time warp. Um, yes, it Doesn't is. know his donkey from his elbow. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, see, because I see those air dollars rolling in. Jesus. All right, so with that being said, we're going to talk about sensitive accounts today and, and how to handle them. I was raised in sensitive accounts, specifically healthcare. I did pest control in healthcare, Jesus, for, I don't know, from the time that I can remember. When I was old enough to drive, I treated the kitchens. And when I was old enough to earn money, which in, in Irish, American, or I wouldn't even say that, in my family is kind of birth. So when you're old enough to work, I w- was put to work and most often in these accounts, probably because they were easier in a sense is, and correct me if I'm wrong, that putting us in the healthcare accounts allowed us to learn more. So sensitive accounts, we're going to talk about specifically healthcare in general, hospitals, nursing homes, senior living facilities. We run the full gamut from large hospitals, five and a half million square feet, large hospital systems that consist of 289 different properties, seven of which are large-scale hospitals and 280-something that range from clinics to dorm rooms to medical, uh, what is it called now? What is it? What is the new emergency room? Urgent care. Oh. What? That's what they are, though. The urgent care is basically replacing emergency rooms. Okay. Listen, so before you go any further, you were putting those accounts to see how good you were, and they weren't easy accounts. They were some of the most difficult accounts we did. Unbeknownst to you, when you did these kitchens, the next day I checked on them, and I was very pleased in what I saw. You you, you solved problems, and uh, they they weren't easy accounts. And you had done the easy accounts when you were doing homes and stuff, and uh, we threw you into the fire, and you did well. So sensitive accounts, 
healthcare in general, what do you think is the biggest thing people should know about servicing healthcare? Look at signs. Remember, people there are sick. You deal with all kinds of different personalities. Some of them are mentally unstable, uh, chronic schizophrenics were nice one day, and the next day they're, they're as crazy as bat guano. And, bat uh, guano. Yeah. Guano, another name for shit. So it's my first thought is um, when I think of healthcare is being uh, financially stable as a company. And I say that because most healthcare facilities are definitely in the tri-state area make you hold paper for a minimum of 90 days. And that means that they don't cut a check for the first 90 days, which depending on your collections ability, you need to stay on top of it. But you probably get your first check from them within the first 100 to 115 days. And that's if you're really on top of it. And I think that runs the full gamut. Another thing with the healthcare, um, you sign a contract with them, and um, they build a new building. Well, that's included, according to them, and it's not included. So you have, to, you have to be very careful with your contracts and state in there that any new properties will be judged accordingly as far as price goes. Or don't even put that, but putting oh, I like know what you're going to say. Just naming all the buildings and the addresses, the, right. the Sheehan building, the Nally building, the Blake building. Yes. And then no, and, and also the services you provide because they'll call you and there's a bat. The bat's not in the contract. So you've got to get careful. rid of the bat. Well, yes, if they're seeing a bat in the daytime, the bat's bats, bats and um, he's not doing well. And um, the way we handle that, um, usually uh, when that happens, the bat's on a wall somewhere or by a window just hanging on. I, w I used to play a lot of racquetball. You went up there with the racquetball? No, allegedly. No, don't, right, so you went up, don't sit this guy. So anyway, let me... Let it would have me... been a good story, but okay, go, go ahead. Go ahead. You went up there with the I'm racquetball. I'm being muzzled. I'm being muzzled here. Jesus. I went up there with the racquetball racket. Oh, I got to tell you the beginning. My friend, Kenny Barnes, he worked for me. He called. Okay, let me make the story longer. See? So, uh, so Sammy, my office manager, goes, "You got to talk to Kenny Barnes." So I get on the phone. Barnes, what is it? He goes, "Then, I go, "What?" He goes, "There's a bat up here." I'm like, "Where?" Tell me, I'll be there. So I went there with the racquetball racket, and it was, you know, I just slowly approached him, and I put the racket Allegedly. over him. I had him pinned there, and I took out a sharp object, and I put it on his skull, and I applied pressure, and and blood came out. And he was dead. But I charged him for that. And you say, like, okay, it was a 15-minute ride. Actually took me five minutes. So you stabbed the Batman. I stabbed the bat and killed him and removed the body. So you know what? That's not in the contract. What I was saying is when I meant be careful, obviously contracts, once you get into any commercial, your contracts need to be legit and they do need to be very specific. And when you get into the bidding process, which often happens in large healthcare or large commercial, the bid is already there and they have everything written down for you. What we ran into recently in the last three, or five, three to five years where a lot of these large commercial bids said all crawling and flying insects. That That's... We refused to, we didn't refuse to bid, but basically we said we can't cover all of this. 
And thankfully, all the pest management firms involved agreed. You know, all crawling insects would it just it covers everything. It That'd covers be a good stuff way that to, you don't get. A good way to lose money to sign on to yeah. that type. Of and then bed, but it's funny though because in this same bid, they had all crawling and flying insects, and then they had a separate section for bed bugs. And the problem is with these bids is you have a happy ending person that is creating this bid and doesn't know his donkey from his elbow the guy's usually or the person is usually full of cow muffins yeah someone might say why would it be bad for somebody starting out to take over that bid as is with all crawling and all flying insects because they own you you know you have to have a mutual respect between you and the customer and if you're going to run and do everything they that they tell you you have to do you're like you're like a slave to them. They, they can tell you to do anything. Oh no, that's a, no. It's a, a stored product pest, or, or it's it's bugs coming up the wall. We don't know what they are. Is that a stink bug? No, it's not included. It's very simple in the contracts. Roaches, water bugs, mice, silverfish, and rats. Separate contract for uh, water bugs, and any incidental insects. You had a separate contract for water bugs. No, I'm talking about bed bugs. Sorry, separate contract. Thank you for correcting me. A separate contract. For bed bugs. In my time, we didn't have to deal with bed bugs. They, I left, boy, I left too soon. But the, the other problem with that, too, is, is just to use flies, for example, in a kitchen, in dialysis in a hospital, you're always going to have some kind of fly issue. And how would you treat that fly issue? You would do your IPM report and find out what the cause is. But also, you would want to be foaming and cleaning the drains for dialysis on a regular basis, monthly, if not more frequently. Now... There's a charge for that. And let's not forget that a dialysis unit is in operation in most hospitals from 6 a.m. until midnight. So you have to do that treatment between midnight and 5 a.m. So now it's free because it's all crawling and flying insects. And it's it's even a completely different service. You're foaming the drains to eliminate the debris inside of them. You can use a growth regulator. I also found a new product. Coming up next time on Colony Confidential, the administrator who was a real, real happy ending. Um, he calls me into his office. Oh, administrator wants to see you right away. Blah, blah, blah. Why am I seeing a dead rat in front of my window? I said, oh, hold on. So I go outside. I bring the rat back. He's like, oh, you know, the rat's dead. Give me a break. You know, go outside and get mugged. Then you'll really have something to worry about, not this dead rat. I go out there. They're bringing this pig out. <laughs> that was like, as big as a pony, and I had to bring him out to the hallway and turn him around in the hallway. That's how big he was. Very gentle. Would have made a hell of a ham, I'm telling you. But probably not good deed because they, they were doing a lot of experiments on a poor devil. But anyway, um, these are the kind of things you run into. Yeah, my jaw probably dropped, but I was there to um, look at a problem and solve it. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and review. Send us anything you want us to know about at colonyconfidential at gmail.com.